Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You sit at a desk. They sit at a desk. You have sales reports. They have book reports. You need supplies. They need supplies. In many ways, business is a lot like school. That's why your small business should take advantage of back-to-school deals available now at Staples. Like this week, buy one ream of Staples brand copy paper and get a second one absolutely free. Make back-to-school your business right now at your local Staples store. While supplies last, offer ends 9-8-18, in-store only. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. Show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high. You'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude. Fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise. It's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Rabbi Joseph Potasnik, Rabbi Eric Greenberg, their friends and family. And we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends and family and loyal listeners worldwide. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower, with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever.
Folks, welcome to our show today, the Jewish High Holy Days with Rabbi Joseph Potasnik and Rabbi Eric Greenberg. The rabbis discuss the customs, the traditions, the significance of the Jewish New Year, and so much more. Unlike most holidays, the origin of these two holidays is strictly religious and has nothing to do with noting any historical events. The Bible instructs all Jews to celebrate these important days by blowing the ram's horn on Rosh Hashanah and by a series of prohibitions on Yom Kippur. You will get an overview of these high holy days and understand and appreciate their importance. Folks, you don't have to be Jewish. So sit back, relax, take it in, enjoy it, starting with Rabbi Joseph Potasnik. A very warm welcome to you. He is the former president and presently the executive vice president of the New York Board of Rabbis, the largest interdenominational body of its kind in the world. Uh, as chaplain of the New York City Fire Department and the Fraternal Order of Police, Rabbi Potasnik maintained a high profile, helping many families cope with the disaster of September 11. And I would say in today's world, with all the disasters occurring all around us, we need him more than ever to be there for all of us as well. Rabbi Potasnik, a warm welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Joyce. I hope uh, you will clarify something today. There's a rumor going around that Rabbi Eric Greenberg and Brian McQueenie, Father McQueenie, are the same people. Uh, so just <laughs> let me just assure. Actually, I know that you, uh, what they have in common is you introduced me to I, both of them. <laughs> I see. No, they're both very special people. It's always an honor to be with you, and certainly with uh, Rabbi Greenberg. Thank you so much. Uh, someone asked me a question the other day, Joyce. Why don't we begin with Yom Kippur? get the fast out of the way, then go to the celebration. And I think one of the answers is that we don't want to start this uh, special period with uh, denial, uh, with with pain. We want to start on a positive note. We want to bring people together, something obviously that's lacking in our country. But we want to bring people together to celebrate that they have one another in their lives. And then after we solidify those relationships, now we can go to the next step and, and talk about uh, Sacrifice. Talk about uh, giving something up uh, for uh, the sake of, of feeling pain of others. Uh, you know, there was a famous movie years ago called Trading Places with Eddie Murphy. And, uh, you know, a wealthy person changes place with a poor person. And that's what Yom Kippur does coming up this week, that we uh, try to empathize with the plight of those who are hurting uh, by denying ourselves basics of life. And certainly with what's going on, you know, in Mexico, Puerto Rico, you had it in Florida, we saw it in Houston. Uh, we can identify in some way uh, with the pain that people have to endure. So Yom Kippur, I think this year has special meaning as well there, too. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's all around us. It's in our own backyard. It's everywhere. So you must be on call all over the place, Rabbi. A lot of people are really hurting and very much in fear. Well, that's true. I mean, obviously, when you have uh, the kind of devastation we're witnessing in Mexico and Puerto Rico, uh, they need our they need our support. Uh, I don't think you can go into any holiday and celebrate fully knowing that others are suffering. I remember years ago as a kid going into the synagogue uh, just before Yom Kippur, and on the table in the back were charity boxes, and you were asked to bring something to put into that box. I know there are many synagogues have food drives, clothing drives, especially before Yom Kippur, uh, because it's not enough that you're saying, I'm going to deprive. I also have to help others who are deprived, uh, not of their own volition. Obviously, they're suffering because they happen to be uh, in a certain place that was uh, you know, the venue for uh, these uh, uh, hurricanes and earthquakes. So we always have to ask ourselves, what can we do? Uh, during this period. Uh, and interestingly, and Rabbi Greenberg knows well, well that when you look at the prayers of the High Holy Days, most of them are written in the plural. Mm. And even though, even though you may not be responsible for every transgression, the fact is that you may have enabled others to do something or not do something. So you have to remind others of their responsibility by closing your eyes and closing your mouth uh, you are guilty of that kind of apathy, 
and by you being apathetic, you may inspire others to be apathetic. So there's a collective responsibility we have to give, to do, to help, uh, so that we walk away from Yom Kippur service. We can say, look, we've done something to try to make life a little bit better for those who are going through a bitter time. It's just so difficult in these times because between the hurricanes and the hurricane administration, wherever you look, it's just so much sadness, grief, anger, frustration. So how do we handle that, and how do you attach that to the significance of the holidays? You know, Joyce, I'm looking at a newspaper here, and I see players in sports who have taken the knee during the game to protest what they see as some of the injustices. And from my perspective, they certainly have a right to do it. Some people may not like it, but my God, just imagine America where you don't have a right to protest would not be the America uh, where we'd be comfortable. I asked somebody before, suppose uh, some of these players were devout Catholics and they were protesting abortions being performed in this country. They took a need to protest abortions. Would there be an outcry from uh, people on the right? Probably not. Probably be admiration. Uh, so I think that, uh, you know, the president missed an opportunity here because just imagine if this president had said, this is a, a moment in America where we recognize that people can express their frustration, their anger. And I'd like to meet with some of these players. I want to have them. I want to talk about how we can make America uh, better, how we can improve race relations, how we can bring people together. Would that not be a great statement by a president? But instead, this is a president who plays to his base, who looks to exacerbate tensions. He knows it's red meat for his followers. They love this stuff. Um, and it, it's just, it's, it's very unfortunate. And with all that's going on in the world, I would think this should not be a prioritized concern about what some uh, athletes choose to do. Uh, given North Korea, given Iran, given the, uh, you know, we don't have the, the health care plan we all uh, can agree upon. We don't have, you know, a tax reform pact. All the concerns on the desk and you go to this, uh, it's a sideshow that has become, unfortunately, the main show for this president. Uh, I remember years ago when I started as a rabbi, there was an elderly person who came over to me and said, let me give you some advice. Be careful if you make the insignificant significant, because when you do that, you're going to make the significant insignificant. I think that's what's happened here. The insignificant has become major, and the major has become minor, uh, and that's not where we should be. That's so true, but I do want your opinion on something. I totally get it about the bended knee. I get all of that. I did have a little problem during the uh, national anthem. My mm -hmm. opinion would have been to go through it, salute the fig, and uh, instantly when it was over to get on the knee for a moment of silence. That's how I would have liked to have seen it because I, I really i am so used to the respect of the flag and the mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. What's your take on that? I just would have liked well, to I have think, seen look, it right after. I think what you're saying is I agree with the right to protest. It's the how they're doing it that I don't like. And that's a discussion. I mean, I, I think there are some people who chose to stay in the locker room and not come out. They said, look, we don't want to do it on the field. We want to be in here. We're not going to go out during the anthem. Others give the knee then. I like your idea. But this is America where we can argue with each other. But I think you and I and Rabbi Greenberg uh, as well, we all agree that this is not Iran. This is not North Korea. Uh, you can take a knee here, whether you take it before, during, or after. You can take a knee. You can protest. I mean, if we – let's assume the president of the United States did something – that we in the interfaith community didn't like. And we protested in front of the White House. We turned our backs on the president when he spoke somewhere to show uh, that we are opposed to a position he's taken. Is that anti-American? Is that anti-patriotic? I, I would say absolutely not. Uh, it is, you know, I, I just don't like people who diminish someone else's commitment to this country because they disagree with a position a person has taken. I look at John McCain. Look at John McCain. McCain's being pilloried by the president. Here's a president talks about respect for a flag, and he doesn't demonstrate respect for a, a war hero. Look at you know a some of the other. A war hero who's going through a, a life-threatening illness. Fighting for his life, exactly. And here you have a president who's done all kinds of things that have diminished respect for the office, and he's talking about respect for the flag. Uh, it doesn't. 
<laughs> it, it makes no sense to me. So, again, we spend a lot of time on this issue, but I'm, I'm more concerned with what we, what's going to happen with North Korea and Iran uh, than what some athletes choose to do, given their right to do it. So this is where we're at. And, again, the, I think the insignificant has become significant. You're absolutely right. Uh, everything you said, ditto. Uh, I just did want to make the point. I did have a problem while the flag uh, was oh, raised, but I, I would Joyce, have loved to have seen it after. Joyce, I think many of us, you know, in a when we go to these stadiums, we stand for the anthem. You know, we look around very often at military personnel being honored. It is painful to watch uh, these people taking a knee. That's First Amendment. That's First Amendment. Uh, and for, for a leader of the free nation to say they should be fired, uh, I don't think that's where the president uh, should place himself. I don't think that's a healthy place for this country. Uh, but again, well, his slogan is make America hate again. Yeah. But look at the opportunity that was missed here. If he had invited some of these players into the White House to talk, can you imagine how transformative that would have been? What a message that would have sent that you can sit here at my table in in the White House and discuss your frustration, your anger, and I'm going to listen to it and react to it. Wow, that's the America I want to see. But unfortunately, uh, what I say... It's not going to happen with this president. No, no, it's It's not. not. But let's get back to the high holy days and the days of war. Can you explain the significance of this holiday, uh, what it's about, and why it's so important? There was a rabbi years ago in New York named Harry Halpern, and he said he walked by a store that said, Cleaning Pressing Alterations. He said, you know, that's what the high holy days are all about. You know, we cleanse ourselves. Uh, you know, we put on new clothing. Uh, we go to the services. Uh, the rabbi presses us a little bit to be better, and then alterations. Hopefully we change. Who is it who said years ago the smartest person he ever met was his tailor because every time he'd come, the tailor would measure him to see what changes have taken place. So uh, Shana Tova, the greeting, means a good year. Uh, it also comes from the word Shinui. It means a good change. We're wishing that we make certain changes. None of us is perfect because the word perfect means finished. None of us is complete. We all have flaws. Uh, and the holidays are an opportunity to look within and to say, I can do better. Remember when we went to school and we started writing on the first page of the notebook and how neat the, the penmanship was on the second page? By the time we got to the fifth page, a little sloppier. By the time we got to the tenth <laughs> yes. page, very slow, right? But we started yes. off very neat. Uh, well, the holidays say, let's try to stay neat. Let's try to, let's try to improve our, uh, ourselves you know, a little bit more, a little bit longer, not just make the promises uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, negate them in, in our behavior. So this is, this is to me the spirit of Rosh Hashanah. And by the way, it's also about relationships because you go to synagogue and you're surrounded by people who all have tsuris, who are all hurting in their own way. Uh, and yet you're there as a community. I was at a service the other day and uh, the rabbi asked people to form a healing circle, and everybody came together arm in arm and called out names of people uh, who need recovery prayers. Sometimes they called out their own names. Sometimes they called out names of loved ones, but they all stood together holding each other. I said, wow, what a message that sends that we go through difficult times, but we make it a little bit uh, less painful when we go through it together rather than in solitude. Yes. Absolutely. Anything is uh, easy to deal with. Health challenge, financial challenges, when you have support of some kind. Talk a little bit about the uh, traditions, uh, the customs, and how it's observed. Well, first of all, when we say good year, I said one of the meanings is a good change. Uh, the other meaning is, you know, simply a good year. We don't say have a great year. I know the usual, you know, uh, translation is uh, happy, healthy new year. Well, that's nice. Uh, some people say have a great new year. That's nice. Uh, but the literal translation is a good year. We want a year where we see more goodness. Abraham Joshua Heschel said, you know, when he was young, he respected 
intellect. Oh, if you were intelligent, you earned his admiration. He said as he got older, he appreciated goodness more. Simply to be a kind, good, compassionate person counts for a lot. Uh, and, I, and I think, uh, you know, we, we wish each other the good year. We sit at the table, hopefully with some family and friends. We dip the, you know, the challah into, or apple into honey to say, let the year be sweeter than it was uh, in the past. Uh, we sound the chauffeur, which is a wake-up call uh, to tell people to arouse from their slumber, uh, to look at themselves in a, in a more introspective fashion, to see where they can make improvement. Because, uh, look, we, we, we all have imperfections. Uh, you know, a synagogue, a house of worship for all faiths is not a place for saints. It's a place for sinners. Uh, so everybody walks in damaged, uh, and yet we say we can we can be better, but we also need to be better together. Uh, I know there's a lot of emphasis on Facebook and, you know, all these other social platforms, but ultimately we need the human touch. Imagine when you're sitting Shiva, it, it doesn't help you a whole lot when 10 people Skype in uh, and say, we're with you. I think it means a lot more when people are there uh, holding and hugging you. That counts. You know, I understand the Skyping. I understand people can't be there long distance, but you, you need that human warmth. Uh, and that's what, to me, the holidays are all about, that you, you spend time together. And also you spend time alone. Uh, you spend time looking at yourself. So it's an interesting experience uh, of being with the group and being uh, by yourself. You need both. You need both. And then, of course, Yom Kippur comes to say, don't eat. You know, don't do things that you normally do because know what it is to suffer. Uh, and as the, the prophet says, it's not God who needs your fasting. You need the fasting. You as humans need to understand the plight of those who are hurting. Rabbi Greenberg has done a lot of work with refugees, uh, helping those who are trying to rebuild their lives, those who are trying to, uh, you know, find some stability in their lives. Uh, so Yom Kippur says, maybe when you don't eat, maybe when you're uncomfortable, maybe you can understand what it is for someone else uh, to go through uh, a, a very, very trying period. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I just want to... Uh, add a footnote here for our non-Jewish friends. Sitting shiver happens after uh, the Jewish person passes, and we all get together in the house um, and mourn that person or celebrate that person. Sometimes it's people's wishes to have a celebration and see people happy and be joyous rather than be mournful. You know, I had a funeral yesterday of someone who was 91 years old, and he had many, many grandchildren and great-grandchildren. To see them stand up and talk about their grandfather and great-grandfather's legacy. You know, the word for legacy in Hebrew, nachalah, comes from river. It's ongoing. It's not something that you uh, get, you know, a, a bequest in a lawyer's office. It's an ongoing tradition. Uh, and to see how they want to memorialize their grandfather and great-grandfather, the work they do uh, to keep alive, I uh, I had the opportunity of speaking with Chemi Perez uh, two weeks ago. He's the son of Shimon Perez. Mm. And in his book, there's a book called No Room for Small Dreams, the life of his father wrote it in the last year of his life. And his father talks about saying goodbye to his grandfather uh, in Belarus. And as he was leaving Belarus, going to Israel, his grandfather turned to him. He says, Shimon, remember one thing, always remain a Jew and always remain a proud Jew. And to see these kids get up and talk of the pride they had in their grandfather and great-grandfather and the pride they have in their tradition, that's a very, very beautiful thing. So uh, when you talk about the shiva, it's not just a matter of coming and paying respects. It's a, ma- it's a matter of coming and saying, how can we pay back a person for all this person has done for us and for the community? The word community is a central theme uh, of the High Holy Days. We are a people. Uh, and we need to recognize the beauty of having people, by the way, who are different from one another. But difference should not make a difference when we come together as one people. Amen to that. Uh, Rabbi, I just want to say that everyone that knows you, besides the respect you get from your peers and everyone else, they all tell me you know everyone. So please get B.B. on my show and, and Simi Paris as well. well he, said he, tried, he, tried to, he tried to get on, but he, said he couldn't get through. 
<laughs> he called. The line just kept getting busy, so he said he, he gave up. Yeah. They say you know everyone, so I, I really am very grateful for the ones you introduced me to, like Rabbi Eric and Father McQueenie. But now let's go to Bibi Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, and all the other greats. There, I'll, I'll make time for them. I'll make room for them, even if I have to bump you. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> you see, there's a you see, Eric. Yep. You know we're good, but you know, I love you, but you know. Uh, be, uh, anything else you want to say about the customs, so people will have some. I remember of an as a I remember as a kid. I remember as a kid, my father used to we, had, we used to have come home with the the head of a fish, and put it on the table. Yes, we and, had one. Yeah. 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 And uh, you know, we when we look at the head of the fish, there was a statement you made with that that we want to be the head and not the tail. And what that was saying to us is that throughout Jewish history, we've often been seen as pariah, the outsider. Uh, we've lived, you know, according to the, the the caprice of other people. This is just that we wanted we want to decide our own fate. We don't want others to decide it for us. So uh, let's. Uh, Let's keep in mind that finally we have a state of Israel, uh, and we should be proud of the fact that we live at a time when we can, you know, make decisions which are in our best interest rather than having them made for us by uh, a foreign power. Rabbi, talk a little bit about the New York Board of Rabbis. I'd like people to know about that and how they can support the New York Board of Rabbis. Well, we, as you said earlier, we're the largest interdenominational rabbinic body in the world. So what's nice is you can come to a meeting, you see Rabbi Greenberg sitting next to someone who's less traditional, more traditional, male, female, and nobody says, you know, Rabbi, what's your denomination? You leave your denomination at the door because, you know, sometimes we find uh, this this phenomenon of denomination-itis where the denomination divides people from each other. The Porter Rabbi celebrates the fact that we we have different branches, we have the same roots, and we come together and address concerns of the Jewish people. So I hope that people go to our website, uh, you know, at nybr.com, info at nybr.com. They can see what we're about. They can uh, hopefully take advantage of some of the programs, support us uh, in various programs. We have a chaplaincy network. We have rabbis serving those who are hurting uh, in correctional institutions, in assisted living facilities, in hospitals, uh, developmentally, uh, develop, uh, mentally uh, challenge people in group homes so we 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 try to be in places that need us i just got off the phone with someone at the un uh the second in command at the un talking about you know our appreciation to the secretary general who has spoken out about uh the right of israel to be treated as an equal uh in that world arena so uh you know you have to say thank you for that and we've seen uh, obviously the the dedication nikki haley who has uh, bashed the bashers uh, she's not going to permit people to, uh, you know, simply stand up and, and bash Israel when their human rights record is abominable. So, uh, you know, we, we're there with Israel. We're there with the, the people who need us, who have a voice for the voiceless. We also help with uh, victims of family violence. Uh, we have programs teaching clergy and non-clergy how to recognize the indicia. Uh, of that pain. There are people who come to services and are silent survivors. You know, they're hurting at home, but they don't want to say anything. They're afraid. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, with clergy that understands the problem and is sensitive to it, more people will say, look, I need to talk to you about something uh, that is deeply, deeply painful for me, and maybe you can uh, guide me to places where I can uh, get some help. So a little bit of everything, and again, on the website, nybr.org. Info at nybr.org. We are uh, we are the the primary address for the rabbinical community, but also uh, the non-rabbinical community. We have many people on our lay advisory, uh, so you can you know, be involved as a lay person. It's not just about rabbis. Again, I spoke of community. We're not going to make it in this world alone. Uh, we need we need to uh, to hold hands with one another, um, and that's what we do. And I think we do it fairly well. It's perhaps the most important rabbinic organization in the world because we all work together, and, and that's the key to, to, to our future. 
And again, that website is info at nybr.org, obviously standing for the New York Board of Rabbis. Info at New York Board of Rabbis. And anyone that knows me know that Israel is extremely close to my heart. I'm not, I would say, on a par with my own country. So every week I, on TV, I watch Israel Now News. It gives you up-to-the-minute news of what is going on in Israel, the issues. It's extremely informative. Uh, Israel Now News, I watch that every week. And also, for those of you that aren't near synagogues but would like to get to one for the holidays, an alternative, I'm not saying it's the best, but it is an alternative, you can Google Rosh Hashanah uh, ceremony streaming uh, online, Young Kippur services. They do have it on the computer. Uh, some stations carry it where it's actually live right from the synagogue. Uh, so you can do that. Again, it's a substitute, not in place of going to a synagogue, but uh, when I haven't been able to get to one, I actually have watched the ceremonies and it was awesome because it was right from the synagogues in the moment so just google Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur live streaming services uh, Rabbi what message do you want to leave our folks I want to tell people that Rosh Hashanah says you have to be there's hope for the future as difficult as the present may be and it is very difficult to live through uh we still have to have uh, this kind of optimism. Look, we, look at what the Jewish people has endured historically, and here we are. We're still here, and we're here very strong. So I'm sure years ago people you know, had written us off, and they say they're not going to survive the, the persecution, the pogroms. They're not going to make it, uh, and yet we made it. At, if, if we could be here as a strong people after the Holocaust, that is a message. As a matter of fact, there was an Iraqi cleric, an Iraqi cleric this past week, who said the Jewish people have become a blessing. Now, this is a cleric, Muslim cleric in Iraq, saying, look at what they went through. Look at uh, the Holocaust. Uh, and here they are uh, as a rebuilt people and a resource for other people. The president of Mexico, the president of Mexico, just said thank you to Israel as one of the countries that responded immediately. And he said, Israel responded during the holy days. They could have said, look, it's our holy days. We're at synagogue. You know, we're serving our creator. But there's no better way to serve our creator than to serve human beings. So the president of Mexico went out of his way to thank Israel for its humanitarian aid during their crisis. I just want to mention, folks, that last Thursday we had Rabbi Judith Lukowitz. Uh, the show is called Humor for the High Holy Days, uh, and her parents were Holocaust survivors. And to be honest, she asked if she could do a show honoring their memory and that they just contributed the Jewish armbands. She, they had many of those still in her possession. They're com uh, contributing them to the Holocaust Museum. And to be honest, I turned her down for doing that show because I can't handle it emotionally. Just hearing the word, I, I, it just really does. It set me so dramatically that I said I can't handle doing a show like that. So I just want to say a special honor to Rabbi Lewis's parents and all the others that were Holocaust survivors. And maybe someday I'll be able to handle it or let someone else host it, but it was way too much for me. Uh, mm -hmm. Rabbi Joseph, you did a phenomenal job as always. And before we bring on Rabbi Eric, I would like you to conclude with a, a prayer for Rosh Hashanah. I'll have Rabbi Eric make a Yom Kippur prayer for us. Joyce, I just want to say that the custom of bringing honey to an apple says to all of us we have to bring honey to humans by trying to make life a little bit sweeter. The custom of sounding the chauffeur says that we cannot be silent in the face of injustice. We have to raise our voices and cry out uh, about, to those uh, who are in power about those who are in pain. So may all of us be the honey. May all of us be the, the chauffeur. May all of us hope that uh, life that is bitter for so many can be made a little bit better through our reaching out and offering strength and support. Shana Toba. Amen. Good year. Good year.
And Happy New Year to you, Rabbi. You are awesome, and we love you, and we appreciate your introductions, and we want you much, much more often on our show. Well, I'll see you next year. All right? We'll do this once again. Yes. God bless you and your family. All right. Good good luck, Eric. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sam. And God bless America. And before I bring on Rabbi Eric Greenberg, my other favorite rabbi, let me just share with you folks that the reasons why you should be listening to us every day, not just during the high holy days, but make every day a high day by tuning in, hearing the words of our health guru, Beverly Nadler, is why you should be joining us each day. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, folks, we do ask that you participate with us in having that happen. Simply go to Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, Joyce Barry and Friends.com. And right under my picture on the upper left, just click on follow, and you can join the thousands of followers that will know about every show, every guest, and every topic. You need not miss any show because if you cannot join us when we are live at 11 a.m. Eastern, all shows are immediately archived for your listening pleasure 24-7. You can hear them, download them, send the links out so your friends and family can hear them as well. And now it is my great honor and my great pleasure to introduce Rabbi Eric Greenberg, a leading interfaith expert, communications and program director, and an international award-winning reporter. My goodness, in these days to be a reporter, (laughs) it takes a lot, a, a lot of what you're dealing with from this administration. Having said that, I want to say that Rabbi Greenberg has had meetings with three Roman Catholic popes, St. John Paul II, Pope Benedict XVI, and Pope Francis. He's done a lot with refugees. Uh, He has met with a wide range of faith leaders and organizations, including Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Protestant, Evangelical, Mormon, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, and so much more. Rabbi Eric Greenberg, Always delighted to have you on our show. Joyce, it's a pleasure to be here, and and certainly a pleasure to follow Rabbi Joseph Potasnik, who basically said it all. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm sure he left a little for you as well. He left a little bit, yes, yes. But it's always good to follow him because we all learn from Rabbi Joe, um, and he sets the table for, you know, wonderful conversation and, and deep thoughts and reflection. Agreed. And he's so funny. I can't talk to him without having tears in my eyes. He is just such a delight. And you are as well. I really appreciate you, just so you know that. Thank you. Okay, we're back to the high holy days. What is most significant about that for you, personally? 
Well, you know, I, it, it, Joe, uh, Rabbi Joe t- touched on, on some of the, the larger issues. Um, for me, uh, it, it reminds me of uh, the memories of growing up, and, and uh, we talked about the community a, a few minutes ago and the importance of bringing together the Jewish community. I remember uh, in, in Brooklyn growing up, um, near the uh, uh, Verrazano Narrows uh, Bay, um, which flows into the Atlantic Ocean, and on the uh, ritual of Tashlich, which uh, for those who may not know, it's a it's a ritual where you're you're symbolically uh, throwing your sins away, and the way you uh, you do that is uh, you your sins are represented by pieces of bread and you bring the bring that to the ocean and you uh, pray and reflect and meditate and then uh promise to try to do better in the next year get rid of those sins by symbolically throwing them into the ocean and of course the ocean is so large and vast that it's not going to affect the ocean but it is a vehicle to to transmit those sins away from you um but the that that's the reason to go but the uh, corollary uh, situation was that people you had not seen throughout the year, that, that, that previous year, you're busy, they go to a different school, you're, you're involved in all kinds of different things, thousands of people would come to what we call the bay. Um, and not only did you get a chance to throw away your sins, but you got a chance to renew your friendships with community, with people that you, you hadn't seen for a while. And, and that's such a, a lasting memory, and it's such a wonderful um, custom that it, today it's so important. I think uh, Rabbi Joe said before, you have Facebook, you have you know, Twitter, you have uh, uh, Skype, ways to, to interact with people today that's um, through an electronic screen. But it's so different when you're there in person and the warmth and the, and the um, uh, just the little things of being able to to uh, to, to be together. Uh, it's a different vibe. It's a different um, way of interacting. And and uh, to me, that was uh, one of the major highlights of of uh, looking forward to uh, Rosh Hashanah and and uh, interacting with with uh, the community. Absolutely. And. Um... Since you're interfaith, as well, you deal a lot with the interfaith community, uh, how significant is it when people that are not Jewish on some level participate with this holiday with Jewish people? Well, you know, that's, that's always that's, that's an interesting question. Um, uh, it's, it's always wonderful to be with uh, all, all friends of all faiths and all, all nationalities, um when you say the word participate uh i'm not sure that that uh they're really going to be uh, i don't know if you mean participating in the ritual itself or in the prayers uh because that probably is is something that we wouldn't necessarily want to um uh advocate um but the wonderful part is that in in um in places where um just like what's happening in the in the world in the muslim world where today uh, many more people who understand uh, the the Muslim holidays are able to wish uh, wish our Muslim friends, you know, uh, um, uh, prayers for their holidays. It's really interesting to see that those, uh, for instance, my my Catholic priest friend would sent me an email um, last week and said, you know, Shana Tova. Now <laughs> he's uh, and it, and it uh, it's a, actually a friend of uh, Father McWeeny, our our, our um, mutual. Uh, Catholic priest friend, um, and so uh, the idea that they they care enough, like they care enough to to understand that this is a major uh, holiday for us. This is a a, um, a day of of reflection and and repentance and observance, as as Yom, Yom Kippur is coming up in a few days. Um, it, it's heartwarming to. Uh, to know that they care enough about us to learn about us, and that's really what it's about, isn't it, Joyce? The, the idea yeah, that that's you... what, where I was going exactly. Yeah. Because when I think of the Seder tables, I know how many times Catholics and Protestants have been invited to those Seder observers. I know Father McQueenie goes to that every year, just like Rabbi Joseph goes to Christmas Mass. Uh, so. 
that's what I meant. Is there a way yeah, to show yeah, solidarity? It, it, yeah, uh, and, I, and it's wonderful. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm always so grateful when my non-Jewish friends say Shana Tover and wish me a happy new year. It means something that they're tuned in to our holiday. That's really what I meant. Absolutely, and, and I agree 100%. That, that That's what shows, and that's why when I do my interfaith work, um, in trying to look, you know, the, the, the Jewish community uh, and, and Judaism is, is, is thousands of years old, and there's so much to know. You never stop learning, which is one of the great things about it, uh, the different phases of, of Judaism throughout, you know, throughout the, the centuries, uh, the millennium, actually. Um, and then to, to discover the the, uh, uh, the details of, of another religion and, and understand you know some of the commonalities and of course some of the differences, but to learn a little enough about it that you get to know the the, uh, the other person better, your neighbor better, and and then of course being able to work with them to try to make the world a better place, which is one of the things we're you know we're trying to we do at the New York Board of Rabbis and and the the work that I've been doing for many years with with um, uh, the Catholic, Protestant, Mormon, Muslim, you know, Hindu uh, leaders and, and organizations uh, more and more, and Sikh, uh, the, the Sikh community, uh, more and more we, we understand uh, how much uh, we can do together. And, um, and that's, and that's uh, part of that is the uh, educating each other about each other so we understand each other better. I so agree. When I in college, I did a a paper on comparative religions, and it was fascinating to me. And I always say to this day, Easter is one of my favorite holidays. Christmas is one of my favorite holidays. I love the traditions, the music, the Christmas shows, the stories. It's so uplifting. I could listen to Christmas music all year. Mm. That doesn't take away from my proud feelings of being a Jew, that I love being Jewish, that I honor my traditions, but when I tell people that I, I, I can look at your tree and I appreciate how beautiful they are and, and your traditions, they're so grateful and I feel included, not excluded. And that's how I feel about our holidays when my non-Jewish friends send me Happy New Year cards or wish me a Happy New Year. It means a lot. That's what I'd like to see the world get to a place of. Absolutely, and it is, it's, it's, it's wonderful to have them acknowledge you and, and care enough about you to to uh, to know what's important to you. There's, there's a you know there's a famous saying: um, uh, How can you love me if you don't know what you know what hurts me? And the 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 um, the other side of it is: uh, How can you know me if you don't know what I love? And so right, they know that you love good. this, and this is something that they they are um, uh, validating for you and 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 showing that they they do care. You know, it, we have so much to do. Uh, both inside our own community and the Jewish, the world Jewish community, the American Jewish community, and then also reaching out. We have enough work. <laughs> God has given us enough work to do that we can be uh, very busy much of the day uh, trying to make this a better place within our community and without. One of the things I'm working on right now, for instance, is within our community, not interfaith, but intrafaith, is um, uh, finding, letting uh, young Jewish adults know, uh, and who's ever listening, I would uh, definitely recommend they do this, that they can go to Yom Kippur services for free uh, in the country and around the world by going to this database that we put together called Synagogue Connect. And so if you're in Florida, uh, you're, you're in school, you're just graduated from school, you're 18 to 26, and you don't have a, a synagogue, uh, a temple, a shul, whatever you call it, uh, because we deal with all the denominations, like the New York Board of Rabbis, um, you can put in the city that you're in, in West Palm, uh, uh, Sioux City, Iowa, wherever you are, and, and find a synagogue that has agreed that will welcome you uh, for free to come to services. And That's so, awesome. Would that be .org, synagogueconnect.org? It it's synagogueconnect, one word, .org www.synagogueconnect.org, and of course uh, we're also uh, Synagogue Connect uh, on Facebook. Uh, like us on Facebook, um, and I have to tell you the gratifying part of this, Joyce, is that for Rosh Hashanah, we we uh, um, promoted the the project and we got uh, almost 150. We reached almost 150,000 people, 
Wow. And thousands of people clicked on and, um, you know, searched for a, commented, shared it with grandmothers and, and, and grandfathers and uncles and aunts and parents sharing it with their kids. Remember, it's, it's, for, it's for young adults, uh, 18, Jewish adults, 18 through 26. Um, and they shared it across the country and around the world. And uh, we're in the middle of uh, reminding them that they can do the same for Yom Kippur, which is, uh, you know, coming up this week, Friday. Um, that's that's awesome. what we do internally, yeah. Uh, one question, with all the work that you're doing, especially interfaith, are the synagogues doing anything to support the people that were devastated with the hurricane? I know um, Israel has sent over tons of teams and food. I know that for sure, that they participated greatly. Yes, are the yes. synagogues yes, reaching yes, out and can... telling people to contribute? Absolutely, you can you can uh, you you can go anyone who has their own synagogue. I mean, I've seen so many uh, uh, messages put up on on um, on Facebook or on on um, uh, the, the web, uh, urging uh, you know Jewish uh, uh, parishioners uh, worshippers to uh, to give to bring to their particular synagogue to the federations. The Jewish federations have been collecting. Um, all kinds of uh, emergency supplies. Uh, look how many look how many disasters we're dealing with in the space of the last several weeks. Uh, Rabbi Joe brought it up, but I, I made a list. This is mind-boggling. Between uh, Houston and Florida and Puerto Rico now, which has been devastated, who are Americans? These are Americans um, who are living in, in, in a nightmare. In Mexico with with uh, a devastating earthquake and two following earthquakes. Our neighbors, yes. we are living. Uh, we are being stretched, you know, to to the limit. Um, but we need. But you know what? People, uh, humans are resilient, and we can do more. And as to answer your question, uh, the Jewish federations around the country, you mentioned the State of Israel, uh, individual congregations. Um, I know uh, several, several of the young people, teenagers in, in, um, uh, in, in Queens, New York, and, and our synagogue have uh, urged people to give um, uh, money or uh, to, to, to donate emergency supplies like toilet paper, your basics. Toilet yes. paper and combs. And, Do you have any uh, particular website uh, that you uh, would tell people to go to to find out how and where they can contribute? I, you know what, I, I would hate to leave anyone out. <laughs> so I would say that if you have your, your check with your, if, for those who are, uh, you know, involved with the synagogue in their community, check with them to see if they're doing anything. Uh, if not, uh, the next level would be check with your local uh, Jewish federation. Uh, I know that uh, the, the, many of the federations and the uh, North American Jewish Federation uh, is is also raising, uh, you know, raising uh, collecting and, and um, uh, promoting donations. Uh, and also the different denominations. That's why I, I want, don't want to leave anyone out, but the different denominations, the um, Orthodox, Conservative, Reform, if you go to their websites and see if they, if they are also uh, uh, spearheading uh, relief efforts. But there, there is plenty, plenty to look at, and um, I'm sure within – Two minutes, you'll be able to find something. Yeah, and I ask because what's scary is there's so many illegitimate organizations, so many scams that I have to be sure when I send people somewhere, they're in the right place. Right. So, so from, from the Jewish point of view, as I said, you know, the, those are those are the options. Uh, then there is a. Um, uh, I did see uh, offhand. Um, uh, that there is a, I think it's called American Appeal, but uh, you'd have to check where presidents, the 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 presidents, the former presidents, um, uh, from Jimmy Carter to George W. Bush to George H. W. Bush and Bill Clinton, and then of course Barack Obama have all uh, come together and are doing uh, uh, ads and promotions for uh, that particular uh, um, effort, uh, relief effort. So if you want something where you have uh, five presidents involved, former presidents involved, uh, who probably should start their own group at this point, 
and yes. then speak and speak more often because I think we need their wisdom and experience. Um, they, uh, they there's that as well. So, but but I would urge uh, if, if, if for the Jews in the audience uh, who want to do this through a Jewish, um, you know, giving perspective, certainly uh, charity giving charity is is a in the top three things one can do uh, for repentance. And as we're coming up to Yom Kippur. Uh, uh, repentance, uh, teshuva, it's tzedakah, it's charity. Um, this would be a wonderful way to uh, help fulfill that um, that uh, requirement. Yeah, very good. And I did a show very recently, a whole show called Charities Donate Slash Do Not Donate. Uh, it aired on September 8th. You can find it in our archives. And I tell people how important it is to listen, learn, and to decide where to donate your money and to and I just want to share one thing and that is the biggest culprit for donations is the Red Cross I know it, it sounds harsh and scary because that's the number one so well known but most of the money does not go to the charity this is documented it's all over the web that the Red Cross which is the one you hear about all the time most of the money go to the people at the top they make millions and very little of the money taken in goes to the charity. And believe me, I wouldn't be saying it if I didn't do my homework and know that wherever you Google, do not donate. The Red Cross is the one that comes up, and they're the most well-known. Did you know that, Rabbi? Well, you know, I, I have read that there's been some uh, concern, uh, concerns and in, in reporting about it, but I would rather focus on where we, we one can give. And I, as I said, I think through the through the um, uh, f from the Jewish perspective, there are three things that we'll be saying in in, in shul on Yom Kippur: uh, teshuva, tefillah, tzedakah. Uh, these are the things that that will uh, um, uh, eliminate or 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 get rid of the the, the a bad decree uh, for the next for the coming year. And teshuva is repentance. Tefillah is prayer, and tzedakah is charity. So, uh, as I said, I think if you if you go through your local Jewish federation or your denominational um, you know affiliation, and, or your local synagogue, and and, and give, uh, you are already uh, the, helping to fulfill the the charity portion. And of course, you'll be doing the prayer and the repentance uh, uh, as well. So you're, you'll be a very busy person the next few days. And you're right, Rabbi. I always focus on the positive. But because when we talk about charity, uh, people immediately think the Red Cross because it's the most well-known, so I had to put that in. But you're right. What a great way to go to the Jewish tra charities and make sure it's going where you want it to go. Um, what message do you want to tell people as regards to this holiday? What is your primary message? Well, I think you know, being being involved with Synagogue Connect, I've been so so involved uh, the last you know uh, period of time of of uh, thinking about and listening to um, you know unaffiliated young Jews who uh, may have gone to Hebrew school, or may have had, or may never have gone to any, any affiliation with, with with Judaism, find themselves in college, or you know just graduated from college, or or, or working not not in college. They're 18 to 26, and they have some a feeling that there's a, there's a community out there that they could be part of. They want they want to be part of something. They don't know how to do it. They don't know the place. Um, uh, they don't have the the information. And in thinking about uh, you know if if I were uh, <laughs> it's been a couple of years, but if I were 18 to 26. And when I was, there was no no place for me to to really you know would be a word of mouth and 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 if uh, I didn't know anybody who knew the information, then I just would have been you know uh, out of luck. Here is an opportunity for people who uh, privately, because this is a private thing, right, Joyce? You don't really uh, walk around talking about you know I have these stirring feelings. I'd like to I'd like to go to to synagogue on on, on Yom Kippur. It's the you know uh, the day of awe. And so um, uh, to put in, to be able just to, to, to go to synagogueconnect.org, to put in a place where you want to find a welcoming synagogue, and with just a, a quick phone call be able to come and be welcomed to a place, I just think that's, that's terrific. So my message is uh, being with community. 
And I like, you know, your message and that you do interfaith work and to repeat how wonderful it is when you understand someone else's beliefs and traditions. And I'm going to ask you, what kind of prayer would you like to offer us as regards to Yom Kippur coming up this weekend? Thank you, Joyce. Um, Well, first of all, uh, uh, most prayers for you and your health in the coming year, as well as uh, all all your listeners and, and, and Rabbi Joe. Um, so I think one of the, the, the wonderful things is that to ask, ask God to aid us to live gently with calmness of spirit and illuminate our understanding to know our true place in the world. We ask God to inspire us to love peace and to promote peace. And we ask God to give us the wisdom of heart to live with integrity and honor and where we can find with our uh, neighbors and community abiding peace. Amen. Thank you. I I just want to make one reference because it affected me directly. Uh, That Hurricane Irma hit Florida really, really bad. Two million people for over a week after were still without power, not to mention a lot of devastation. And I live in Florida. I live in West Palm Beach. And it's funny because here we are with with these holidays right here, and I kept thinking of Passover. And I kept praying to God to pass over me, my friends, my my family, and our homes. And that was my prayer. I just keep thinking of Passover, Passover us. Please pass over uh, as many peace people and as many places as possible. Mm. And lo and behold, I had a true miracle that literally not only were we fine, but our homes were fine. I had left my home and went to a home literally eight minutes away and the reason was even though we were on the same path i had no shutters on my windows and i went to my cousin's home to stay where it was all shutters so when i got back to my home uh the after that weekend that horrific you know weekend of the thunderstorms and all that occurred i was astounded on both sides of the street on my block it was branches from trees that was it all the homes were fine, no trees came down, and I just felt that was a true miracle and uh, that I was blessed by God. And here we are, these uh, holidays, atonement, forgiveness, prayer, gratitude. So the holidays are very important, and I'm happy to share this with all you folks, not just our Jewish friends. So, folks, let me uh, end with this prayer for all of you. May yesterday be the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories and manifesting marvelous miracles. A very happy new year to all our Jewish friends, a happy year, a happy life to all our friends worldwide, our family. Uh, make someone happy today, folks. That's my closing mantra. And here is our closing song, which invites you to be happy. Join us, sing along, dance along with us, and laugh along with us. Rabbi Greenberg, we really appreciate you so much. Thank you for being on this show and look forward to having you many, many, many more times in the near future. God bless you and yours. And as well to you. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired. 
by her show, and her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Wow. <laughs> Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and friends. <laughs> Here's how to play Sip, Peel, Win at Dunkin'. Just sip, peel, win. I want a doormat. Look more closely. I want a dog mat? Put on your reading glasses. I want a donut. There you go. Enjoy a large or extra large coffee for your chance to win from millions of prizes, like JetBlue travel certificates, Fandango movie tickets, or Fanatics gear. Just sip, peel, win at Dunkin'. America runs on Dunkin'. No purchase necessary. 13 plus ends 10, 15, 18, or while supplies last. For game, peace, and official rules, visit sippeelwin.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.